Welcome back to another episode of It's Go Time. In today's episode, we have Yaneli Molina talking to us about her passion in uplifting the Hispanic community in Texas. <laughs> it's okay. Start maybe over. maybe one day uh, Ibrahim can release some clips of the first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so uh, it's just the voices. We we'll, we we'll can do a voiceover. Oh, yeah, everything. we should yeah. just listen Imagine to it and then re- word the for voice. word re-recorded <laughs> everything. <laughs> that would have worked. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would have be been cool. an option. Yeah, Nelly, thank you for coming back. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. having me again. Cool. Oh, you want me to start? Okay. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, just wanted to introduce Yaneli, a new member to the team, but also a very experienced agent and someone who is in a unique position because you represent a cultural minority, but also you're a gender minority and you're killing it in the real estate game. So we're very lucky to have you. Thank you. And Thank you. yeah, we're just hoping to learn a little bit more about your journey and just some of your experiences in, uh, in the business. Right, yes, and so I've been in the business for seven years now, uh, and it's gone by really, really fast, I think. Um, I love it. Um, It's, it's, it's a roller coaster, but I, I love it just because uh, it, it's what I like to do. And I feel like when you're in, in it for the right reasons, you just, you just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's worked. It's worked pretty good for I think me. G- give, give our listeners and viewers um, some background. I mean, how did you get into real estate? What made you get into real estate? So I, um, I think what pushed me the most is when I, I bought my home really, really early. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was back in 2007. I was, no, I don't think I was 20 yet. I was probably like 19 or 20. Wow, and impressive. So well done. I bought my home and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I didn't like, the realtor that I had didn't really educate us. He was just kind of like, do this, 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 and you know, we'll get it done. So I, I didn't know much about it, so I felt pretty lost during the process. And um, but I was working in the corporate world at that time, and so I just, um, you know, I just went with it. Uh, but then in 2013, I had my my son, and he kind of made me change what I wanted to do because I didn't want to be out working from like eight to five. I just it it, it was not going to work for me because I wanted to be like a present mom. So. Um, so I, I don't even know how I came across real estate because I knew nobody in the real estate <laughs> business. But I just, I went to Champions and I went to school. And like since the moment that I started, um, I just kind of love what I got to do, like helping people, you know, um, with, you know, generational wealth as they purchase their first home. So that was very important to me. I saw the value in it and I felt like our community needed that um, because they didn't have a lot of people that were guiding them through the process. I think uh, touching back on what you said about like the community, obviously you come from a uh, Mexican background and mm-hmm. you know being part of the Hispanic community, um, especially with the big population in Dallas. Uh, and I don't, we didn't get to use the clips from last time but yeah <laughs> you you touched on about about how um you have this fulfillment or like this this passion towards you know uplifting that part of the community and not right. just like you said with the agent that helped you guys do this 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 but actually educating them through right. the process yeah no i think that was like i'm very passionate about it i still I, I still am um to this day because i feel like um i get so passionate about it because 
when you go like my other brokerage when I was working with them they teach you how to do, th do things you know for the majority of, of the people mm -hmm. but it's so different because for our Latinos we have to hold their hand throughout the entire process and it's it's a lot more work and so mm -hmm. a lot a lot of people aren't willing to do that so um, but to me it's very important because most of my business comes from referrals so I know I'm not gonna if I don't do the my job and how I feel it should be be done then I'm not gonna get referrals from them and so I think that's why that has been very constant in my business where I get referrals from most of my like 99% of my clients give me referrals that's awesome. amazing, yeah. so that's what keeps me you know going because I I know they're like satisfied with the service that I provide to them so they you know they they reach out whenever their family members want to purchase their parents their sons so that's that's very fulfilling for me because I feel like I did something right you know so yeah but education is a big part of it like I, I don't want to just tell my my clients oh you know just just follow my lead and I'll tell you what to do no because I feel like they have to make an educated edu you know a decision and it has to be their decision not my decision mm -hmm. exactly. but they have to make an educated decision based on you know what I'm telling them of how the process is right. so and the market of course and things like that so I think you, you will feel satisfied so once you've uh, given your client all the data and all the information required then the decision lies on your client. I mean, you've done your job. Right. Yeah. If if your client wants to change things or, or, or uh, change a selling price or listing price or whatever, then it's on them. You've done your job. You've provided all the data and, and what needs to be done. Yeah. But I think besides that, you offer more, I mean, especially for the Hispanic community, dealing uh, with purchasing homes and everything in America because America is not a Hispanic country. Right. So so it's important to have realtors just like you yeah. that, that that are uh, watching out for their clients' benefit. And it's, a, it's an overwhelming process, right? Yeah. And then having to first like basic level like translating things, making sure they understand it and then it's very confusing and overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Even a just lot the language part, in. I think it's a huge part of it. Um, mm. A lot of uh, our Latinos, unfortunately, they've lost the language after a few generations. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like um, it's very important to keep that. And I'm trying to do that with my son to keep him, you know, learning that's, the language and kind of taking it to the next generation because I feel like it's important. And I was just at the uh, Latino uh, Hotel Association conference yesterday and they were talking yes. about how, like, in you know 20 30 years latinos are not going to be a minority anymore yes, um yeah. you know so so i think that's super important like we have to be some type bilingual if you're living in the usa so then you will have to teach us Spanish. yeah i wish yeah. we know start practicing yeah so i think that's a, a very important thing because a lot of and then we have so many people from every um part of latin america i mean we're i, I live in the colony mm. and there's a lot of venezuelans there's a lot of people from colombia there's a mm. lot of people just from all over the place so you know culturally we're we have a lot of similarities but there's also like um you know we're Words that are different and so you know it's just a matter of like just wanting to really help them in, in, in the entire process so I think that that was key what's uh, what drew us to you and and you to us is that you have this this uh, feeling of, of social upliftment for your own community and how can you what you are doing with your life how does it benefit them and that's an amazing thing. I mean, uh, yeah. we talk about you and, and Frank started Edify. 
and that was the one of your key components and visions of Edify was to help upcoming realtors in the Hispanic community and put them on their true feet. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, um, so, and it's a huge responsibility, to be honest with mm. you, because sometimes you don't get anything back. And I'm okay with that, because mm -hmm. I feel like at the end of the day, if you are doing something, you're providing them value, then, you know, if they're in a situation where maybe they cannot buy, then it's still going to come back to you. You're still going to get some type of business from it. It might take years, but you're still going to get it. And so our purpose with Edify was, um, you know, to get... And to be honest, we were focusing more on like first generation real real estate agents, like people that were coming out of college or even high school, you know, mm -hmm. to kind of teach them, hey, this is an option for you. Because I think I wasn't even thinking about real estate as of if I knew about real estate, maybe after high school, I would have gone straight to it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know. And I was afraid. And it was considered, you know, it's a, I mean, it's a commission job. And for us as Latinos, a commission job it's like no, no job, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's scary, you know? So, um, so I feel like, um, it's just lack of education. And so me and Frank wanted to be there for those, uh, young people that, you know, just to give them an option. Hey, if you want to go to college, great. You can still have a career in real estate, um, you know, and to get you through college or something like that. I mean, there's so many ways that you can do it, but we wanted to train them in a way where they were actually going to help our, our Latino community. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, they had integrity and they were going to be honest with our with our people because I feel like that's the greatest need, um, you know, out there for our community. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, uh, you guys play in the sector of the market, the residential sector, where a lot of people are putting their whole life savings into this asset. And, uh, and it's a very important decision. A lot of emotions involved in it. Um, and a lot of trust that the, our clients put in us as no. brokers to, yeah. to, to assist them and guide them to make the right decision. And there's so many like things. Unfortunately, I see a lot of things um, because a lot of clients want to want to hear what they want to hear. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes they don't like what I tell them, but I'm being like 100% transparent and honest with them. And so I've I've seen people where maybe they had an agent that told them, hey, this is not possible or, you, you know, this is not the way we do it. And so uh, a lot of our people go into traps on like for sale by owners and maybe their houses like has liens on them that they weren't aware of them. I mean, I had a client that was paying a house um, supposedly, you know, as a for sale by owner. They were paying it for about 15 years and then they realized that there was like an IRS lien on the property oh, and, no. you know, oh, so, so it was never done the correct way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, how do you, that's 15 that's years, tough. you know? And so time. she was already like, she was even fixing up the the place so it's 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 sad um so it's that's for me when i see that oh my god like i have to tell them like hey that's not how it works like let me know like don't don't fall into those traps because unfortunately there's a lot of them and because of lack of education our latino community falls into that a lot so well i think that's the importance like you said of uh and it's a testament to the work that you do is like building trust right and then that's how yeah. you, get, you get so many referrals they trust you and, uh, you know, you're educating them about the process and they'll keep coming back or referring their family and friends. Yeah, so I, that's, that's I think so, really too. Cool. I mean, that that's what's like I said, that's what keeps me and my business going. Just referrals from, mm -hmm. you know, my past clients, because I feel like they're 
they know that I'm being honest with them. And even straight from the, the from the start, like I set expectations and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you how it is, you know. And so you can that way it can help you make the decision because ultimately it's their, you know, their decision to make. So, yeah, I think it's a great res- it's a big responsibility. I no, but I mean, I mean, kudos <laughs> to you for for actually going ahead and doing it and and making it your responsibility, right. which is uh, which which I, I applaud you for doing that. Um, it's about being uh, what we said last time, authentically yourself. Authentically yes. yourself. No yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's a big part too. How do you yeah. think the industry has changed since you started seven years ago? I think it's actually changed. I think when I when I started, I started in two thousand and sixteen. And it was, you know, it, it was, I, I don't think we were still, it was an okay market. Uh, I I got a lot of business starting like 2017, 2018. And then, of course, COVID happened. So a lot has changed after mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. I mean, our appreciation before COVID was maybe about 6, 8%, you know. And now, I think 2021 was like 20-something percent in crazy. some areas, which is crazy. Up, yeah. You know, and so in our, our community has, um, has gone hit by that because it's like, a lot of they can't purchase anymore housing has become unaffordable for it has become unaffordable for a lot of them yeah and so um but there's still there's still options out there you know for them it's just a matter of like having the right expectations and talking to the right people that know the market you know because we cannot we have to because we're doing it full-time we know exactly what's going on and the market can change from one month to the next and so it's very important to know that and i think uh, one important note to mention uh that i know you and frank have done a lot of work in is outside of just searching for homes i know you'll have done a lot of research into um some of the programs that are available for people first-time home buyers there's a lot of credits out there i know some of the cities were offering incentives that you know someone may not be aware of and i think that's that's really cool to to like dig into that and try to help people find ways that allow them to be able to purchase homes. Yeah, we try to partner with the right lenders. It took me a long time to actually find a good lender to work to refer my clients to because mm-hmm. I've because I'm kind of expecting them to do the same, you know, that that mm-hmm. I'm doing yeah. for my clients. So it took me years to actually get a lender that I can really trust, but I think we have a group of lenders that we can completely trust now and they do have a lot of different programs that they help with. I just need to, um, you know, we just sit down with my client and I explain them, you know, hey, this is the type of program that you have. You know, a lot of times uh, for our Latino communities, they want to buy a a fixer-upper, right? But mm-hmm. they have an FHA loan. So a lot of times mm-hmm. they're, you know, I have to explain that to, to them since the beginning. That way mm-hmm. they know what their expectations are or what to look out for, you know? Yeah. A lot of times it's just like the, like on the, it could just be like a water heater, the drain on the water heater. That's yeah. one of the things, the requirements <laughs> for like FHA. So I just go ahead and tell the seller, hey, can you just put a, a drip pan on the water heater? Yeah. And I and I know it's going to pass FHA because that's the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah. that was missing. So it's just a matter of knowing those little things to help your clients. But I mean, more uh, the more you work in the industry now, seven years in, you you get to learn all these different uh, things. I mean, if, if, if a client is going with the FHA loan, you know, or this is what they're looking out for. If someone goes with a conventional loan, or this and this, this needs to be done. Right. Um, but the question arises, is it our realtor's duty to find those incentives for home buyers, or is it the lender's duty? I think That's they always question. trust their realtor more, though. 
I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. They always come to me. They though. don't trust the finance guys. No, never. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't They're like, he just wants my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they always come to us. I yeah. think it's important for us. Like, I'm I'm big on education for myself yeah. as well. Okay. So, like, I think it, I'm, I'm responsible for knowing what programs are out there. And just to meet as many lenders as I can that offer different types of programs for mm-hmm. them. So, I think, like, that that's my responsibility. But then at the same time, I feel like the lender should once I refer them to to the lender then the lender should be able to explain all of that to them you know to see what works best for them because there's a lot of downfalls sometimes with programs I mean we do have grants that's like free Mm -hmm. money but then there's like programs that you know uh, may give you a little bit of a higher interest rate so I have my lenders explain that to them to see how it'll go for them in the long run because if they have the money it's better for them to just you know give that down payment from their money correct yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just a matter of education i don't there's a lot of advertisement out there like oh you know zero down payment or this <laughs> and that and so i don't like I, I i don't think i could ever do something like that because that's just that's not like that's false advertising in a way you know so i'm yeah. big on nothing that. is free right nothing is free that's what i tell <laughs> yeah. my clients all the time nothing is free <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're giving you something they want something in return and yeah. that's how it is yeah you know tell us what's what's your next steps what's your what is your plan for the future where do you see yourself in five or ten years time uh deep question st- still in the real estate <laughs> game or t- tell us give us give us some insight why is it you do what you do and, and and what is the plan for the future so i think um for the future i i obviously want to be doing real estate i want to be doing a lot more of it um i want to explore you know the commercial side a lot more mm-hmm. yesterday at the conference we i i met like a foreigner who wanted to purchase properties here and he was looking into like purchasing hotels and things like that so i think the demand is there is just um it's just a matter of us preparing that like how that would look like for them mm-hmm. because there's a lot again lack of education of how to get things started yeah so i think that's i want to partner up with the correct people so that we can eventually do something like that mm-hmm. yeah but and 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 tell me give us an update about yesterday's conference well, well what were the key point takeaways from uh, it? it was um so was it just foc- focused on hotels, right? It was just the focused hotel on sector. hotels, okay. but I feel like it, it gives us an insight of what's going to happen. They always have like a census kind of deal of like eth- ethnic groups, you know, like uh, what ethnic groups are they're serving. And at this point, I mean, most of the people that are going into hotels, they're, they're Latinos. So they, you know, they're kind of even though we don't own a lot of hotels. So that's what the Latino Hotel Association is, what they're doing. Uh, Lisette Montoya is doing a really good job at trying to promote um, ownership for okay. hotels for, for the Latino community. Okay. Because okay. she's like, there's we're servicing Latinos. Why aren't Latinos owning hotels? Yes. So, okay. um, right. so there are obviously, you know, some Latino hotel owners and they were... Um, they were speaking about like the process of how to do it and things like that. Um, but they were mentioning that it's, it's, I mean, we're going to eventually be the majority in, in, you know, in a decade or so. So it's very important for us to get on board and kind of go into the industry. Um, their numbers, I guess, for occupancy numbers, um, they haven't gone back from like the 2019 
Oh, wow. So that was Still like a, a big one for me. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned like they don't like Airbnbs, of course. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like I honestly feel like there has like they have there has been effect on hotel occupancy because of Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because it hasn't been up. I think like after COVID and then like 2022 last year, they had a little bit of a peak because everybody wanted to travel after mm-hmm. like the COVID <laughs> yes, yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. So they had like a huge peak during that time. But then it's it's plateau now, so it's just it's uh, it's flat again, yeah. So it's it's very interesting. I think um, it's a lot of responsibility to own a hotel. I don't think I would want to do that. But, <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> but yeah. I think there's two aspects of it where you can own the real estate, and then you uh, someone leases out the real estate and, yeah, and just operates the the hotel. Yeah, yeah. and but I think with there obviously like um, are you know. Uh, People from India are doing a really good job at purchasing these hotels, but I think they are partnering up within family and like making this from scratch. Like they just kind of, their family is their team. And I feel like in our community, we lack that. Like we don't, you know, we supposed to be working more as a family, but Mm -hmm. we don't. So I think that's hurting us in the long run because if we would work together, we can accomplish a lot more things. Stronger together. Yeah, what's yeah. it? I think one family owns most of the hotels here, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah, the hotels, yeah, yeah. right? It's like a yeah, it's a famous saying: hotels, <laughs> the hotel industry. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, it's but I think you to what you you said, um, yeah, I think we, we especially you, I, I had an important juncture where now there's this uh, new wave of Latino. Um, you know, business owners business and professionals owner, yeah. that now have, you know, more and more money coming in. How can they invest that money, whether it's in hotels or other commercial projects or even in residential and just being uh, um, a means and a, you know, trusted person to yeah. help them with, with those. No, decisions. and they th- that's what they were talking about. The Latino community, a lot of them, there's a huge percentage of business owners in the community. And obviously the number one is mm-hmm. construction. I mean, they own so many construction yeah. companies and things like that. So uh, we're, we're out there. I think hospitality was like number four. So it's not, oh. you know, it's not that we're down, yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. But, you know, I think uh, Florida is a big one for the Latino community, especially Cubans. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Cubans mm-hmm. that own hotels and, you know, in Florida. And so, and I think resort, they were saying that um, resorts and extended stay were like where they were getting the most money. Um, Tell me, is it is it easy for the Hispanic community to get funding for two purchase hotels where there was... That's what they were talking about yesterday. So I think that's where family is a big part of it. Because Mm. if you can go in and partner up with, you you know, for like the people that are doing really good, maybe in other industries, but you can come together and create some type of budget to Mm -hmm. to purchase something. Because it's it's not easy to finance if you don't have experience in the hotel exactly, industry. Yeah. So All usually right. they were saying that you would have to put at least 40% down in order mm. to, for your first deal, you know. And, and I so think there's extensive training that <laughs> goes in with it. Correct. And then a lot of the, the major brands would be, if it's your first time in it, it it's a it's a much tougher process. Like they, they look for the experienced people like to, to before they just hand out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even I think you you can purchase like a brand or you can be part like kind of like a franchise. So like you do like Hilton brands or mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that. But regardless, if you're not experienced in it, it's they're tough. not going to lend you. And so that's what they were talking about because people wanted to hear like, hell, how do I get in it with like 10 percent down or something like that? That's mm -hmm. not. And the lenders were there and they're like, we don't we don't want you. If you only <laughs> have 10 percent, we don't want you, you because you have to sacrifice, you know, and I feel like a lot of people who actually took the leap, they had to sacrifice a lot. They had course, to probably yeah. put in their homes, you know, or whatever yeah, they definitely. could. But then at that point, you have to trust yourself. Like how how good of a job and because I'm responsible to make this work, you know. Right. And so yes. I think like that's the big responsibility because if you're taking that leap and you're risking that much, then you better work and you better make it, you know, you have to. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's do or die at that time. Exactly. Right? If you, if you all in on something, you have to float, stay afloat. Right. And, yeah. and I think, I think a lot of human instinct comes in there where I need to survive. This right. is the last, last draw. I need to survive. Let's push on and, and make it happen. And, and that's where you get success stories yeah, that I come out of that. And yes, you do get people that fail and, and so on. But I think the important thing is, just like in life, yeah. is as soon as you, you fall down, you, you try to wake up and, and push on. Again. Yeah, I think you grow with your biggest struggles yeah. or your biggest challenges. Exactly. So yeah. sometimes people that take that leap and take that risk um they do really good most of the time because they know what they're getting themselves into and they need to scratch themselves up and just make it happen so maybe this might be a neat sector for you to 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 hone in on you want to you want to learn about commercial real estate and so on right. yeah i mean maybe hone in on the hotel side and right. see people within the Hispanic community that they want to get into the business and right. you could you could find listings you could find existing hotels that they could go in instead of building their own or, or whatever right yeah, yeah and that's that's where I mean I met a guy from he was actually from Mexico City and he's okay. like hey my money's in Mexico like you know I want to invest I'm working and I'm studying in Houston but I want to eventually buy a hotel in Houston and so okay. we do me and Frank have actually gone um, to like attorney's office and they mm -hmm. do a lot of foreign um, they work with a lot of foreign partners and so we're in touch with them so that we can be an asset to them and we can know because I, I know that they can use their assets from other countries to purchase mm -hmm in here mm -hmm. it's just they don't know where to start so we we have those um you have those tools th those tools yeah. for them yes yeah, just, just fantastic yeah. yeah very good um Yaneli, you you went for a conference about two weeks ago uh frisco isd oh for frisco yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. could you could you give us some insights on, on what you learned on that and and so and frisco uh for realtors it was um it was a conference or a forum for realtors, and the superintendent was there. Yeah. I think they had over like 67,000 students in Frisco ISD. Sure. They're growing a lot. They build new schools, and some of those schools' registration is basically closed because they're not accepting new new students. And it's only oh, high school. I think, like, it, those mm -hmm. schools, it's only high school. However, for us, it was important to be there to know that because a lot of people they might purchase a home and they're um if they're doing it to get that specific school then mm -hmm. we have to tell them hey that school is closed for registration or you might not end in that school you know so things like that i think are very important and um but yeah they're, they're growing a lot uh, most of the population are are like asians caucasians our latino communities growing there as well but um 
So yeah, it's it's very interesting. The schools have that they're pretty yeah, big it's too. Crazy the amount of growth that's happening up there. It is, yeah. And I think it's important. I think that Yaneli keeps you keep yourself updated with each city and 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 what's going on within the city. I mean, right. A lot of realtors don't do that. Yeah, and so many people come to us and they want to be in a specific ISD or like exactly, and and we would just tell them, school, yeah. oh, uh, Frisco, Lucas, yeah. Fairview, whatever, right. some good ISDs, right. but not knowing, oh no, if they school really school. move yeah. there, <laughs> you <laughs> might not Sorry. end up in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. No, and they, uh, the superintendent was saying that they had a large. I mean, they grew so much over the last, you know, five years, but now they've kind of hit a, you know, they're they're flat now, so okay. they're not because. Because there's not a lot of new construction. I think <laughs> Grove is the only community now in Frisco that has like new construction that's still up, yeah. to be finalized. But I mean, they're that's you a know community that's pretty. And then a lot of people aren't moving, so they don't. They're not selling. Yeah, there's not a lot of listings. Yeah, yeah there's so. not a lot of listings in Frisco, so it's it's very hard to to get. Even the listings that are there are too expensive. Right. Yeah. But now and then everything is now in Frisco. It's capped out. They go prosper. They go to Salina. Yeah, I mean, Salina is the fastest growing city in North Texas right now. Everybody's going. I remember more more before north. real estate, so I, I had a friend who lived in Salina, and I was like, "Where is Salina? Yeah, like, I, I didn't even know where <laughs> it was." I went to Salina like ten or twelve years ago, and we, I like literally took dirt roads and stuff. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. I know, yeah, and that's how I mean, Prosper's gonna, you know, <laughs> it's growing so much already. Prosper, I feel like they're just, you know. They're just so so big now, and they started from scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. they don't even have like entry level homes there. No, prosper, they really like don't. Nothing. So. I think, I think uh, what the cheapest home is a million plus. Eh? It's crazy. Yeah, it I mean, I've seen homes that are like about to fall over from you know built from like the fifties, and they're still selling for like three eighty, four hundred oh on a small God. lot. Yeah. So you just buying the land. Yeah, That's I mean, all. yeah. But even if you buy the land, I'm sure they'll tell you you better. Yeah, so it's no longer really the case nice where it's home. like, oh, go north, you get a cheap house. It's like, no, no go north, you get a more not expensive house. Not in that house. area. Yeah. No, not in that area. I think yeah. it's harder for the no. I mean, you probably have to go to Sherman to get anything yeah, like with go, a decent yeah. price. Oklahoma. But yeah. <laughs> but Sherman too is on the other side, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. far. I've it's heard far. they don't want us in Oklahoma anymore. <laughs> like I have, I have a friend who. <laughs> that's who's something. An that's Asian. bad. Oklahoma. I've heard. <laughs> I heard sense. a friend who's. Um, he, she's an eight. Well, she was actually my neighbor, and she moved to to Oklahoma. But they're like everybody from Dallas oh, is moving to Oklahoma to, because they want like more affordable housing, and they're like so. And if you can work from home, hmm. you just go up there, one hour drive to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what people do. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's I mean, we have a few do. clients now that they just built homes or purchased homes on on either lake texoma or or yeah, whatever you know yeah. on a lake lavon or something and they just want to move out from these crowded cities now yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's another thing i think that's going to change um there's a lot of jobs that you can do from home now so that's changing a lot of people don't mind driving an hour to the office if they only have to drive to the office maybe once a week Exactly. Correct. You know, so mm. um, so I think that, yeah, because a lot of my clients now, they're moving further out, like Roy City, Josephine, Cattle Mills, wow. okay. you know, because that's where they can get mm. more for their money. So they so decide you, so to So we just get there. ready to put miles on our car, driving all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's how we as realtors have to go out and get business too, because you're going to now start uh, finding more business so on your outskirts, start learning about communities, all these, these and so cities. on. Yeah. yeah, because once once inventory dries up in a city, 
And it's, it's only going to pass on and right. move on and move on. And hearing f- people that were coming from California, I, f- I still feel like they come and they're just like, okay, where's the where's the cheap houses? I'm like, <laughs> it's not as cheap as you think it is. Like, it's not, you know, maybe three or four years ago, but not too anymore. Late. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's like... all those videos on, on like, Instagram. Yes, this is our 400,000 can get yeah. you in Dallas. So like, no. <laughs> it's all <laughs> misinformation. I know. Because yeah. I, had, I had a person who reached out and they're like, hey, um, I... I looked into Capel and I love Capel. I want to move in there and I need you to find something for 300,000. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not happening in Capel. <laughs> you know, so like setting the right expectation from the start is just so important because I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make you Maybe waste your Waco. Time. <laughs> All right? Yes. Yeah, Maybe I don't even Waco, think Waco. Hillsboro, something around yeah. there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Yaneli, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming on. Leave us with some parting words, some advice, some words of wisdom. Oh, God. Something <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, We're putting you on the spot again. I, I know, know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so much. Um, no, I, I think uh, our Latino community, uh, we're stronger together. I think everybody, humanity, we're stronger together. And just doing things from the heart is the best way to do things and i think that's that's a huge part of business as well um just doing it from the heart and doing it because you want to help others um service is something that you it has to come from you in order to reflect on others so i feel like that's very important so we just gotta stick together (laughs) oh thank you yaneli i like that thank you yaneli and uh i'm I'm sure we'll do another episode soon yeah we'll do so fabulous Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for watching today's episode of It's Go Time. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and leave comments uh, on all of our channels. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube, and don't forget our Instagram and Facebook pages as well.